One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you're watching this, and welcome to Collider Dailies. I'm John Aljets, and with me this time is Steve. How you doing, Steve? I just realized with our new StreamYard, you can see, I think, more in the background. Yeah. I, lo- I love StreamYard. It's so much better than what we were using. You can see my my lovely Guitar Hero controller that I have always sitting right there. Uh, and the my lack of anything on this wall is kind of apparent. Uh, but with you, you can see, like, all of your arcade machines and all of your d- different, like, nerd paraphernalia that you have. D- have you gotten any uh, any recent... <laughs> <laughs> this is my attempt at queuing you up, Steve. I said I was going to queue you up. I got it. So, so as, if you see behind me, you can see I do like these uh, miniature arcade machines. And by the way, they all work. There are two companies that make them. Uh, one of them is New Wave Toys, and they make the six scale, which are like uh, these. And one yeah. of them is Numskull, which makes quarter scale. And the quarter scale are easier to play, but the six scale, all of them are really excellent. But I just got the new Turtles game, and they, I, I, I'm paying for this stuff. Please don't think I got this for free. And um, this is just me saying it's awesome. So you need to see the Turtles game. This is their newest creation. This is Numskull. And um, it's the four-player, like, arcade game back from the day. And you can play four people at the same time. It is like a miniature. It's incredible. Like, I, I cannot imagine four people. people crowded around that. Like, I mean, oh, I, no, no, I, no. I actually can't. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it. But, like, for two people, <laughs> it's totally cool. Um, yeah. But it's just the level of detail on it is incredible. It's really, like, Numskull, you did a great job. Those things are really awesome. And every time that we're on a call and I'm looking at your background, like I'm, I get a little bit jealous. Closest thing I have is I have this little uh, Mrs. Pac-Man. It's about this big. It's in my living room. Otherwise, I'd show you. And it's fully playable, but it's like just a little miniature, like really, really small. It's honestly not worth playing, but awesome stuff. I just have just this behind me it's far less exciting looking (laughs) you know and then we'll jump into the obviously we'll get off this but like when i was a kid the one thing that has stayed with me is my love of arcade games and pinball 
since I was a little kid. And when I was a little kid, I dreamt about having like an arcade where I could, yeah. you know, have machines. But the problem is they're, they're gargantuan. I don't have the space. And um, uh, this is the next best thing because I can play them and, you know, but they fit on the shelf. Yeah, I do have the space for an arcade machine, and I've actually been, I've been debating building one myself because in my free time, what I do is I do a lot of like woodworking. It's kind of like my my away from work hobby. Uh, gets me away from all media and just I'm off sure. doing something. Uh, and so I've been thinking about building a full size cabinet, and I'd put like a Raspberry Pi and be able to put like every game on it. But I just haven't had the time to do that because we we lead very very busy lives steve uh 100 and i will tell you there's a lot of main cabinets out there and you have to then decide is it worth me spending like countless hours building one or like paying a certain amount of money to just have one that everything is working but anyway just something to think about if you guys would like an entire show about uh arcade cabinets (laughs) Just let us know. Uh, but anyways, today on Collider Dailies, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about Andrew Garfield leaving the Frankenstein Project. We're going to talk about uh, Stranger Things Season 5 starting production. But first, we're going to start the show off with some box office numbers. This is the first full box office weekend of 2024, and uh, it was underwhelming to say the least, I think is the, is the best way to put that. Uh, the only like major release on Friday was night swim. That was the only like noteworthy thing that hit theaters. And it opened at number two behind a movie that's been out for about a month at this point. Uh, right now, domestically Wonka is, was sitting at number one with a $14 million gross over the weekend and night swim on its opening weekend pulled in 12 million. Number three was Aquaman at the lost kingdom at 10 million. And behind that was migration at also 10 million, but you know, a few hundred thousand dollars less. Did you see night swim, Steve? I did see night swim. What did you think about it? Uh, People have been pretty much hating on it. Uh, I did not hate it. Uh, I thought it was fine for what it was, but I'm also not the horror person. Like, I'm not a scary – like, people think I love scary movies. That's just not my genre and uh, that I, you know, clamor to go see. Um, so, I mean, like, I'm not the best judge, but I thought it was fine. You know, um, I thought there was some pr- pretty cool things where uh, – I believe the director's name is Bryce, and he had some shots where, like, people were in the background for, like, a frame or two. Like, I thought it was pretty cool the way he did that stuff. Um, but what the hell do I know? Apparently. Well, you know, I, I don't think that it's necessarily a comment on the quality of the film and more just on the fact that first weekend of the year, apparently people don't uh, want to go see a horror movie. It seems like, uh, but anyways, there are some, there are some milestones that a few films have reached this weekend. Uh, Wonka has topped 300 million overseas, uh, bringing it over $500 million total gross box office which is pretty good wish crossed 200 million i'm actually gonna pause i'm gonna pause you there and say wonka breaking 500 worldwide is a is is a massive deal when you think about how bad box office has been like 500 million now might as well be the new billion like nothing is getting there so it's a great accomplishment especially because i think a lot of people when wonka was being developed and before wonka came out I don't think a lot of people were that excited about it. I didn't get that vibe. So 500 million is great. 
I get the vibe that people still aren't that excited about it. It it seems like it's one of those like it's doing really really well, but I don't hear anybody talking about it. Now, Steve, the thing that I want to ask you because we haven't had a chance to have this conversation because we haven't done a lot of shows yet. Why do you think the box office numbers are so low over the last like year? Like, what do you think is affecting people going to the theaters? Well, first of all, there is less, um, and I hate using this term, but there's less product in the marketplace. Number one, and if you look at 2024, it's bad. Um, there are it's, it's it's not a good year in terms of a, a lot of releases. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe more stuff will start happening. Um, especially as things film, maybe they'll push it further. But I do think that uh, the pandemic um, has permanently changed the way people are going to the movies. Number one, number two, you got to remember something, which is. Older people like myself, even though I love going to the movies, my schedule is now, and I'll use this as an example, like I'll use Sundance as an example. Um, uh, Hypothetically, maybe I see Sundance movies before Sundance because we have a studio and we're going to have people coming in and they're offering me LA, you know, screenings to go see it. But more and more, I'm asking for links because for me to go there, like basically it's just about time. And I think for everyone's life, it's about time and money. Um, I've, I've went off on a tangent I shouldn't have gone off on. I'm basically saying that when you have a family, it's very expensive to go to the movies and you are going to pick these movies more selectively, especially when a lot of them are going to be available on Disney plus or Netflix or whatever it is in not so much time. That's number one. So, and number two, if you go to like your local theater and you see the people that are coming to the movies, they're generally under 25 or under 30. Younger people are the primary, you know, moviegoers. And a lot of them have subscription services like AMC A-List or whatever it is. And the the films that are overperforming generally are for younger people. Wonka, though, family film. Migration, family film. Wish, family film. Um, but I ultimately, I think people have really changed what they're willing to watch at home and what they're willing to go pay to see in the theater. And reviews and social buzz really matter. I mean, I definitely think you hit the nail on the head right there. I think that it does largely come down to streaming, I think, is a major aspect of it, just because, as you mentioned, how quickly things go to the streaming platforms. Yep. People don't feel like they have to go out to the to the theater and spend a ridiculous amount of money. I went to, I went to the theater just a little while ago with a buddy of mine, and it was just me and him, and we spent close to $50 just, just seeing the yep. movie. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty major bummer. I'm going to say that if you live near an AMC theater, I have AMC a list, which is like $25 a month and you can see three movies a week and it's fantastic. Like I, I cannot recommend it enough because like, and again, I just use AMC, but there's other chains and there's other things. Yeah, like that. I, Regal is like my like local yeah. regional theater chain and they have something very similar as well. Yeah, I mean, um, just to I let you know, if, you, if you're not signed up for one of these, you can see IMAX, 3D, Prime, whatever theater you want to go to is part of your subscription. So there's some months, I'll be honest, I don't use it at all. And there's other months where I use it a lot. But I, I, I'm giving the money because I want to support AMC and the yeah. movie going experience. But it's, it's a fantastic program um, if you like going to the movies. And it's much better than MoviePass ever was. Oh, for sure. <laughs> also, I love that you can just see anything, IMAX, whatever, 
Uh, it's all one price. It's $25 a month. Which is pretty awesome. So go out there, see some movies, help out those box office numbers a little bit. <laughs> one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Let's move on to our next story. Uh, so. Frank Guillermo del, Toro, Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein. Blah, I'm uh, screwing up here this morning. Uh, has a little bit of a, a casting shakeup in that uh, Andrew Garfield has had to drop out, reportedly due to scheduling conflicts, and uh, Jacob Elordi is taking over the role. Jacob Elordi, of course, from Saltburn and Priscilla, and I'm trying to think of other stuff that he's done. He's done a few other things. He's also uh, you, 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 Euphoria. Oh my, can I oh, pronounce yes, that? Euphoria. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, he's he's an incredibly talented actor, so I I don't see any downside to this uh, casting change. Steve, how do you how do you feel about this? You were actually the one who brought this story to my attention, so I'm sure you have some thoughts. Well, first of all, Andrew Garfield is an incredible actor, and obviously, I would have rather had Andrew in the role. Saying that, Jacob is also a very good actor, and uh, if I'm being honest. He has more buzz with younger people than Andrew Garfield does. So in terms of like getting other, you know, Saltburn is blowing up on Prime Video and um, it was talked about. It's one of those films that's starting to break through in terms of a lot more people talking about it. And it's constantly number two on on Prime Video. So I think in terms of getting people to watch the movie, Jacob's casting is great. Also, they announced, you know, Christoph Waltz and a whole bunch of other people. But ultimately, it's Guillermo del Toro. Like, you could put five actors I've never heard of in this movie. And all you need to see say is Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein. And I will be there the second I'm able to watch this movie. Um, yeah. I mean, Guillermo is a, is a master filmmaker. I have nothing but, oh, my God, I love his work. And the fact that he's getting to make this. And Netflix is letting him make it, which means he's going to have creative freedom to do what he wants. Uh, I'm I'm over the moon about this. And so if Guillermo's happy with Jacob, I'm happy with Jacob. I, I do have to say, I think that Del Toro doing a, a Frankenstein, I think that is the most perfect combination I think I've ever heard. Like, I cannot think of anyone who I would want to see do Frankenstein more, honestly. And Alordi, I, I will say I did. I liked him in Saltburn. Um, I haven't seen Priscilla yet, and I don't watch Euphoria, so I don't really have too much of an opinion on those. Um, but I did like him in Saltburn. I think he did a great job. So I, I have faith that he's definitely going to be he's going to be able to do a pretty solid job. It is, as you said, it is a little bit of a, a bummer seeing Andrew Garfield drop out. But hopefully, whatever Andrew Garfield is doing that uh, has caused a scheduling problem is going to be just as entertaining and just as fulfilling for him. So here's to hoping with that. I, I was going to say that I think that this year you're going to hear a lot more of this. Uh, even like, you know, Stephen dropped out of Thunderbirds. I mean, Thunderbolts. Any <laughs> uh, more coffee. Uh, the fact is, there's a lot of production starting up this year. You know, the beginning of the year, middle of the year because of the strikes. So there's yeah. going to be a lot of people pulling at people. And it would not surprise me if other 
you know, casting developments happen just due to scheduling, you know, and people yeah. deciding what's their number one project, you know. Yeah, we're we're very much going to see a lot of instability in projects right now um, as we're starting to feel a lot of the effects of the strike. That is a very good point. Uh, but one but one production that uh, is seemingly not really all that much been affected by the strikes it probably has it's been affected i'm sure a lot is stranger things season five that's just my really bad segue uh <laughs> season five of stranger things has officially started production as of this morning uh we received the news via a wonderful instagram post which i would show you if we had queued it queued it up but we didn't so this is what you get it's, it's uh, yeah, glider. you can go to the site and see the article yeah. and see the picture it's it's currently one of the like top stories that's on the page. Yeah. So you can just go to collider.com and check it out. It's really not hard to find it. Yes. Yeah, so season five of Stranger Things has started production, which means that we are probably not that far out from getting the actual season. Uh, this is this is going to be the final season, is it not? It is the final season. And um, the real question is what? Uh, well, first of all, just so you know, the actors that are in Stranger Things their contracts probably have it that that's their number one when when that is filming. That's what they have to do. So there's no risk of like uh, one of the actors saying, I got to go do something else. Like they, they're owned by Stranger Things. You got to figure it is a going to be a long shoot. You know, at least I'm going to guess five months, maybe six, maybe more. I, I But, you know, this isn't some three month shoot and they're done. It's a big, big shoot. Uh, so you have to wonder when is this going to come out? And I mean, look, you, it's about 12 months for VFX. So you got to figure that the earliest we're going to get the episodes, and this is like really ambitious is early next year. But then the question becomes, are you going to do break it up into two parts, you know, like four and four, five and five. I don't remember if it's 10 episodes or eight. So you could easily do a, you know, July or, you know, Memorial day, July 4th release in 2025 um but i mean realistically there's no chance of it coming out this year and it's going to be you know i i mean if i was a betting man i'd say memorial day and july 4th of next year i definitely do think that that is a solid prediction because you know these things take a lot of time and especially with stranger things netflix is gonna want to put in the time and the effort to make sure that it is as good because this is this is netflix's baby like netflix subscriptions jump every single time that there is a new season of stranger things so the last thing that they want is for the final season of the show to be a dud uh first of all there's no i don't think there's any chance of that but more the only good thing about the only good thing about the strike is that they were, I'm assuming, able to finish all the scripts for the final season um, once the you know the writer strike was resolved. So they're going into shooting, I would guess, with every script done and with the Duffers being able to be you know there for everything. And um, I would imagine they're going to nail it because every season of Stranger Things has been excellent. And um, you know if they if they stick the landing on this, which I'm assuming they will you know, it's just a great show, like, and people rewatch it and you, you know what I mean? I, I really believe yeah. in this one. I do think that it would be, it would be a weird, it would be a cold day in hell. I think before uh stranger things season five is anything short of great. Um, But it's going to be, it's going to be a while before you see it is the point that yes. I'm trying to make here. Uh So don't get too excited. Just, you know, temper, 
temper yourself so that you don't spend the next year and a half or whatever uh, with anxiety and freaking out. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm, just, I'm just happy it's filming. Uh, it's a show that I, you know, I love watching it. <clears throat> Sorry, my chair. And uh, I love watching it. And I really am looking forward to seeing the final season. And, you know, I'm sure you guys, or maybe you know this, but there's a rumor that Frank Darabont is directing some of it. Uh, season five he hasn't directed anything in a while and i'm hoping that's true uh but hopefully they will announce that soon that would be amazing to see but i'm not gonna hold my breath on that just because i don't want to get too excited for something that might not be true uh but yeah so check it out we'll have any news as it happens on collider.com so if there's any further production information it'll be there on the site so be sure to go ahead and check that out you can also read about anything that we talked about today over on the site so go go ahead and get over to collider.com and uh read some articles click on some links have a good time uh so that's all that we have today for the show steve is there anything uh that you want to that you want to plug that's happening down the line anything exciting that you got going on uh, we're announcing the next IMAX screening, Collider screening series, IMAX, uh, tomorrow. So that, you know, uh, if you're a fan, uh, oh, I don't, I don't want to tease it too much. I'll just say it's, it's, it means a lot to me tomorrow's screening, uh, and you'll know what it is soon. Yeah. Pay attention to collider.com for that. And also, uh, Steve's social media is a good place to be looking for that. So check that out. The screenings again, as, as I said on Friday, I'm, I am often jealous that I don't get to go because I'm so far away, but maybe someday I will travel down to catch one of the screenings. Uh, so be sure to, how, how close are you to New York? <laughs> I am significantly closer to LA than I am to New York. Cause I'm in, I'm in Washington state. So oh, there you go. Uh, I, yeah. we might, might be doing something in New York at the end of the month. I'm still working on it. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I was just curious. Well, definitely check out, no matter where you are, check out a Collider screening if you get the opportunity. Uh, there are some in L.A., some in, some in New York. Just, you know, pay attention to the socials and to the website and all that, and you'll get the information. Uh, so, yeah, with that, we will end the show. Tomorrow is, I believe it's you and Perry, correct? F that. I'm out. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it, it might be. I, it, uh, uh, yeah, I'm doing it tomorrow. Yes, looking at the schedule, it is Perry and Steve. So be sure to come back tomorrow for more of Steve and less of me. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll have a good time. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.